So while we're waiting for Monty and John to log back in, so Corey, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you are a worship leader at your church. So tell us a little bit about you and what you are doing. And, you know, yeah, just give a little, little, little history about you, man. Okay. okay. Well, uh, I started, started singing, singing at three. three. Uh, my mom used to sit at the piano with me and teach me songs. Uh, my family actually is, is uh, I come from a family of musicians and professional singers and artists and stuff like that. So they they all sing, about almost 98% of my grandmother's side, they all sing or play. Um, and my stepfather played as well. Um, so I was just surrounded by music. Um, I always had a love for music. As I said, my mom would uh, sit at the piano and teach me harmony, pop my hand whenever I got off key. Um, but it was, uh, I just, I, and then I grew up singing in the choir in church. Um, my grandmother was the uh, minister of music at the church that I grew up in. And so I always ended up having to sing solos and singing for the broadcast and all that stuff. I hated it sometimes because i felt like i was always been put on the spot but i yeah. knew to love it um and then uh all through school um and and in the community i participated in choirs and um singing groups and started recording uh in high school with different groups as well um in my uh, city and here i am now um trying to do the artist thing on my own so, yeah. yeah. And did you produce, write and produce your music and everything? I wrote, arranged, uh, but then I had a producer that I worked with um, out of St. Louis. His name is Levi Two King. Um, okay. He's quite a few people um, that you definitely have heard of. He's worked with Men of Standard, uh, Kimberrell, um, God's Chosen, Megan Williams, a lot of people that came out of St. Louis. Uh, I think Cedric Shannon Breeze as well, um, if you've heard of him. But there are quite a few artists that he's worked with as well. Oh, wow. Wow. And so, you know, so how important was it for you to connect with the right producer? Because a lot of times we can connect with producers that try to take us in a different direction than where we were, you know, are trying to go. And they right. can change the whole dynamic of everything, yeah. our style, our ministry, and all of that. So how important was it? Like, was he the first person you went with and you knew that was, you know, where you was going? Or did um, you try out several people before you you settled with him? Yeah, well, I I actually, the song, the single that, that's out now, I actually recorded it live uh, several years ago. And the okay. recording was lost. Um, so that was an experience all in itself. But um, I had already worked with uh, this producer before on other, like singing background on other uh, artists projects. And then of course, with some of those artists that I named, I actually uh, led on one of their projects. But I um, I don't know, he, he was definitely, he was very comfortable to work with. We know each other, we've known each other for years. Um, and he's really big at making sure that we stay true to your sound and, and who yeah. you are as an artist. So it was very, very easy to work with him. Um, he is, is a, a slave driver. We worked really, really hard. Um, 
for a few days to get uh, that and some other uh, material done. Um, but it, it was a great experience for me because I felt like I could be comfortable being exactly who I am. Um, and that was that was it. Yeah. Right. Oh, wow. So tell us a little bit, because I absolutely love freedom. I mean, it is like wow. an amazing worship song. So those of you who haven't Thank heard you. it, you know, make sure you go out tonight. Freedom by Corey Barrett. It is like phenomenal. So when you wrote that song, like what were you going through when you wrote the song? Honestly, and it's it's crazy. Um, I was my live recording the name of it was free um so all of the songs and the theme of that session was dealing with freedom um and i had like the day before the recording we were doing uh sound sound check and i kept saying i need another song i need another song and literally like the night before i just kind of started humming it while i was worshiping and praying and there it is so it was i just needed another song and i just started singing the the first part of the song and and it just went from there and then we were able to just kind of get with the band and and sing it that night and then of course i recorded it over for this for this session wow and it's such an amazing song and it's interesting that you said that you needed an extra song because a lot of times when you uh, artists record that filler song, you can tell it's a filler song because it's right. like, it's right. like, what were you doing when you wrote this mm-hmm. you know, stuff? Mm-hmm. But with the song, <laughs> it is like amazing, man. And wow. I, mean, I think it's your Thank second you. verse. You gave everything for me. You gave yes. your life for me. Yes. When I heard that, because of course I write too, and I'm a lyric person. Mm-hmm. So when I heard that, I just was like, I mean, I played that over and over and over again wow. because that is such an amazing song. I mean, you did an exceptional wow. job on that, man. Thank you. Thank wow. you so much, man. Wow. 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 Okay. To so God we're going to send man. Exactly. So we're going to send you back and then we're going to bring out John, the guy who's singing okay. the devil's music. We're going to bring him out and uh. we'll bring you back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And we'll bring you right back, man. What up, John? What's good, bro? <laughs> you singing the devil's music out there, man. What's I up am, with that, dude? I am. I mean, that's what uh, somebody got to do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and your parents are like your dad is a pastor and everything. So, so how did that happen? You know, so you grew up in church. I did. And then, how did your parents receive that? Because you like an extraordinary instrument. And of course, people always want to say, well, you need to be using that gift for the Lord only. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you're singing secular music. So, like, how did that come about? And how did your parents accept it? So, um, the transition wasn't easy. Uh, I did grow up in church, I was leader of the praise scene for years. So, uh, me, uh, you know, taking that step to sing secular music. you know, my mom, my my parents, they were kind of, you know, apprehensive about it at first. Uh, but 
they uh came to a show at a lounge and you know i was very hesitant to really let go and just be who i was on stage based on the simple fact of my parents are pastors and um i kind of felt a little ashamed i guess you would say uh because yeah. i didn't want the congregation looking at them like hey how can y'all teach us and y'all son is doing xyz so it was a struggle for me uh but you know they sat me down one day and was like hey this is your dream you know god blessed you with the gift so you know, do you? Uh, I can't say they 100% agree, but um, because they're supportive, uh, they allow me to do uh, what I do. So um, it, it was more so of a struggle on my on my end versus, you know, them. But yeah, so that was wow. pretty much that transition there. And that's like, that's pretty big though, man, for you to say your parents came to a lounge to support you, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I mean, by them being leaders in the church that, I mean, that is like pretty big of your parents. Yeah. And that is like, that's, 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 that's amazing. It, it, a was, lot of it was huge. It was huge. Cause of, of course I wouldn't put them in a, uh, you know, a situation or a place where it would be uncomfortable for them. So it was definitely a place that I, I thought, you know, they would be able to come and enjoy and not feel condemned about anything. But um, it, it was it was I think it was a great move for them to see me in that setting, in that light uh, so they right. can understand the type of music that I'm singing um, and just, you know, I, doing what I love to do. Yeah. So tell us about your latest single that you have out. I think you released it towards the end of last year. Yeah. So yeah. tell us about that. And did you, you wrote that song, right? So same energy. Uh, I actually sent my cousin a track that I found on YouTube. Uh, and I was like, yo, I want it to be this type of concept. Like, you know, I told her about a situation I walked through, which she already knew. Uh, so I sent it to her, which she's a phenomenal writer. She's a phenomenal producer. So she sent me back uh, what she came up with. I did some tweaks and did some arrangement to it. Uh, and I recorded that back in 2019. So that's how it came about. And uh, the track that I actually recorded it to originally, uh, the guy ended up selling it. So I had to uh, reach out to a, another dope producer and have him redo the track. And then that's that's what we came up with. Right. So I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Corey. Like, how important was it for you to find the right producer? Because I think a lot of times now, artists that are independent, mm -hmm. they get involved with um, producers that aren't even in the same genre that they're in or mm -hmm. have the same feel that they have. And then they get these producers and then the music you can tell that there was a clash in different mm -hmm. styles. So how important was it for you to find a uh, producer that matched what you were doing? I think at the time, uh, the producer that actually ended up uh, recording the track, I've never worked with him before. Um, and I heard his music on a couple of um, of my friends' um, albums and uh so just listening to his work it was already something that i was like yo I, I like his chord progressions i like you know how he formats the song so yeah. i just reached out to him and was like hey can you do this um and he ended up doing it and yo it was it came out really dope yeah he yeah. added some elements to the song i was like oh, okay i got it yeah so when i listen to your melodies on the song i mean it's like you can hear a little jay moss you can hear Clark sisters, of course, because the parts are so. Wait a minute, what, what part? Can, what part in the song is a part of Clark sisters? Like... Oh my goodness, <laughs> man! Them harmonies are just like they are. They are stacked so tight, and yeah. the notes like 
because you know we normally used to hearing one three five yeah, yeah, you know in yeah. the course but like for you you were like it's, it, it was just unbelievable. And I actually, mm-hmm. uh, I should have remembered the words because I posted a little bit of clip of it. Okay. And them harmonies were just like, they were just like on point, man. And when I heard it, I, I was just like, oh, dang, this is Jay Moss. Yeah, of course, that, I went back to your roots, the Clark, I mean, church, you know. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I was like, this is them all day long. So it was phenomenal. So, <laughs> when, so how did you get started, like with your music? Oh man, I can't even tell you. Um, The only thing I can really think about is from the time I can remember walking and talking, like I've always been in love with music and I've always enjoyed singing. Um, It wasn't, I can't really tell you a start. Like I've just always done it. I've always had a love for it. Um, So pretty much, of course, church, uh, of course, being in the choir, I didn't have a choice. Uh, You had to sing. Yeah. I'll be a part of something in the church. Uh, but of course, music was just something I gravitated to. I loved it. I sat around it. Uh, my mom is a phenomenal singer. My aunts, everybody in my family, pretty much. So I kind of grabbed from everybody, like even my dad's side of the family. They're all musicians. So like it was all around me, man. Yeah. And then do you play? I do. Oh, really? So you do. Uh, do. keys? Keys, drums, uh, a little bit of the bass. Uh, my dad is a bass player, so I picked up the bass a couple of times, but I'm not great at it at all. Uh, my fingers, it, it ain't made for it. <laughs> nah, I'd rather sit behind a microphone and just sing, man. Wow. Okay, yeah. so, and you have another track out, uh, uh, Beyond Same Energy, you put out before. What was, what? tell us a little bit about that track. Uh, so I was a feature on Reflections, which is by the artist Lawyer Turner, uh, amazing singer, amazing songwriter. Like he does it all. Arranger, like the dude is dope. So definitely read, like listen to his stuff. Uh, so he reached out to me. Um, you know, I do some work with Gang Gang. Uh, I also do some work with Miracle Foster. She's a phenomenal singer, like so jazzy, and that tone is like unmatched. And so this is uh, the truth about Miracle. So I yes. know Miracle's mom, right? Me, I've I've worked with her mom for years, and no lie, I've known Miracle since she was like five or six years yeah, old, yeah. coming to musicals in church with her mom. And <laughs> yeah. I recently saw her, and I was like, oh my god, you done grew up because I've only known her as the kid. Yeah. But like you said, Miracle is unmatched, man. Um, oh matched. Every time I hear her sing, I'm just like at all. Like it, it, she never amazes me. Like it's just uh, this girl is dope. But yeah. uh, he reached out to us because uh, we do a lot of work together. He reached out to us and uh, asked us to be a part of his song, and it was an honor for me. Yeah, yeah. And and like uh, John said, for those stop, you know, go check out Lawyer. I yeah. worked with Lawyer. He's sung on my track. He reigns, and this guy, I mean, his latest oh. project is Mirror. Mirror. It yeah. is just like, I mean, it's unbelievable. You can start that CD at the very beginning. No skip. Never skip a tune. <laughs> no skip. Never skip a tune. It's like great workout music. It's inspirational. Yeah. And he is taking his message to like a completely different, different level. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's just unbelievable. unbelievable. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to send you back and we're going to okay. bring Monty out, the one hit wonder that sings one song at everybody's church and bounce on. <laughs> we're going to bring that brother out and we'll see you in a second. What up, one hit wonder? Unmute your mic there for us, Monty.
appreciate it. Hey, what I'm, up, man? Doing all right. What's up? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. How are you? Doing pretty good. One hit wonder. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit about Monty. Monty actually was in my choir at a church I played for. And this guy is like amazing. He's a great singer. And he sung one time. And then I think that next Sunday, we never saw that brother again. So <laughs> he left the church, everything. I'm like, what did we do to run this brother off? But Monty, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Um, so about me, um, currently I'm an educator. Um, on my music side, though, similar to everyone else, I grew up singing in the church, started singing in the choir. Actually, when I tell my story, I always tell people it was music that brought me to salvation because um, I was like six and I wanted to sing in the choir at our church. And the pastor and everyone was like, well, you got to, you know, you got to get saved. You can't sing in the choir if you're not saved. You got to know what you're singing about. So I was like, okay, well, I got to get saved because I'm trying to be in the choir. So I received salvation, started singing the choir, like about six years old. Um, I sang my first solo actually at school when I was eight. Um, but no one really knew that I could sing like solos until about yeah. the age of, like 13. I kind of, I was real shy. I didn't like singing in front of people. Um, so 13, the church kind of opened me up, got me singing solos at the church and um, I remember the last year before I went off to college, like they had me like, like calling me up to the mic, like every Sunday. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what got my foot into the door with music. And then, um, while in college, of course, I continued using my gift and, um, entered into different competitions, um, exiting college. I sang, um, on the worship team at Joel Osteen's church, Lakewood, uh, down in oh, Houston. Wow. That was where I got, um, a lot of mentorship just from uh, the worship pastors there, uh, Stephen Deidre Crawford from Anointed. Um, they kind of poured a lot into us um, as members of the team, which is as far as for um, using our gifts appropriately and also tapping into worship and leading others into worship. And so from there, I went on to lead worship at other churches. And um, actually, also at Lakewood, that was where I kind of got a little bit of an intro into music because I was able to sing do like BGV vocals for um, Steve Crawford on, on some of his stuff. And then Cindy Ratcliffe Cruz on one of her projects actually got some credits on that one. So that was dope. Um, and then came back to Dallas. Like you said, was singing at a few churches here, went to New York city. I was working in New York city as in education, but also doing music on the side. Um, as far as for my discography, I put out my first single in 2018 while I was living in New York with all that I am. And then uh, when I moved back to Dallas, I put out my second single, which is Thirst. And then my current single out now that's uh, Give This Love Away, GTLA. Yeah, and dude, I love that. So tell me this here. How did you decide to go with more of an acronym, you know, or, you know, opposed to just, hey, we just going to go with the title? What was your creative process and thinking when you went with the acronym opposed to just putting it all out there? So I was torn between the title of the song because uh, there were por portions of the song where it's saying this great love. So I was tempted to name it this great love, but I was like, eh, the whole message of the song is give is about us being vessels of love and how we are loved freely so that we can give love away freely, regardless yeah. of whatever, just unconditionally. So I was like, hey, the main focus of the song is about giving love away to others. And as far as with the acronym, um, I was honestly inspired by, um, what's the dude's name? 
I think his name is like Jason Armstrong. He's an artist. I want to okay. say Jason. He has a song out called uh, Let Him Use You, but it was L-H-U-Y. And so I was like, okay, I like how he did that because it kind of sparks this curiosity of like, well, what is what are these letters? Like, what does this mean? And as you listen to the songs, like, oh, let them use it, it kind of correlates together. So I wasn't really inspired by another artist who kind of used an acronym for theirs to be. Wow. Wow. That's where it came from. And I mean, it's such a pretty cool, I mean, it's such a cool song. I mean, it's it's like real upbeat. And like I share with you, it kind of like, it gives me, it's not, it sounds in nothing like this song, but when I listen to it, because it's a feel good song. Mm-hmm. And when I first heard it, it, it reminded me a little bit of Donna Lawrence's song. I think um, Back to Eden, that kind of like feel yeah. when you hear you, you just instantly like start moving okay. with it. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it, it's really good. And then you released a video for it. So mm-hmm. tell us about the video. Like, how long did it take you to shoot that? So the video released last week, actually on uh, this past Wednesday. Um, it We shot that in a day. Actually, we shot that. Um, so real background story. The first video I shot in L.A. Um, and that one didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. But I was really excited about shooting it in L.A. because I wanted the, the, the scenes and the, the imagery of L.A. Um, so I was kind of bummed out about it, but I reached out to, um, a friend of mine here who does videography and, um, we shot that one, like on a Saturday morning, I just reached out to my friends here. I was like, Hey, let's pull up to the spot near downtown and let's just do it. So the, the whole premise around that video was just creating a, um, a kickback, like just a social kickback with friends, um, having a good time, spreading love, um, amongst each other and just I wanted it to really have like a good summer kickback feel because the song to me is like a summer song when I listen to it yeah it makes me think of chilling with friends and so that's what I wanted to recreate with the people so we booked the space did it on the rooftop did a few scenes here and there and it actually just came together really quick and everyone that participated they also they had a really good time shooting the video because it wasn't scripted as much it was just Let's just have a good time. So we did a little line dancing and we even did a little soul train part, but that didn't make it to the video. But um, it was just really just recreating a kickback, like because that's what I wanted people to um, experience or or possibly play this song when they're like with their friends and like having a good time. And the, the inspiration with that, I feel like I'm talking a lot. My other, two, fine. my other two songs, I like those songs a lot, but whenever I would go out with my friends and they would try to like, play it for the people at the party. It just didn't fit with the party scene. It was like, we all turning up or whatever. And then we're playing thirst or turning up and playing with all that I am. And I was like, y'all, this is kind of killing the vibe. So I wanted to make music that I actually listened to and music that I could bring people in. And regardless to the setting that we're in, whether we're at a kickback, whether we're about to hang out or whatever we're doing, we could just turn it on and be like, oh yeah, this is dope. Like I like this. And so that's what I wanted to recreate in the music video. And and you feel that. I mean, because, I mean, when you look at the video, you feel exactly what you just described. I mean, it's like, it makes you smile. So it's one of those things that make you smile. So the vision you have from it, it is like definitely shining through. So kudos to you on that. Thank you. Yeah, it makes me smile too when I listen to it. In fact, I still listen to it on repeat. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. And, I, and that speaks I, volumes. I, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's, that's really good. And um, one other thing, I didn't know about this about you until I saw your email. You're a part of Alpha Phi Alpha. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm okay, going to bring everybody else back in. 190 Psych. Yeah, we're going to bring everybody else in here. <laughs> Hold on. Let's get these brothers out here. What up, Corey? Yo. What up, John? So we got all you guys back out here. So. <laughs> So thank y'all again for being on the podcast. So we just, we lost a little time with that technical dif difficulty earlier, but I definitely want to ask you guys. So like, what was one of the first lessons you learned after you released your single? Like, were there any surprises? Did you go in with unrealistic expectations? And whoever want to go first, you can go. Um, I'll talk about it. So every time we release single um i learn something new i make a lot every single time i make mistakes um and on my little um blog that i have i always try to talk about them like don't be afraid to like take risks and make those mistakes and, and turn those uh mistakes into lessons so like for me the first time i released a single it was just like registering it with all the different entities i just wasn't i wasn't totally sure like with you know you got to get with uh you gotta get your publisher um get with uh, either was it ASCAP or BMI and there's so many other things that you have to register with. And so my first thing, I made a lot of mistakes on that one. The second one, um, the mistakes that I was making was just like rolling it out in um, marketing, um, how you, I guess, how you do your publicity and stuff like that to, to draw people to your music. That was mm -hmm. the second one. And this third one, for me, it's been uh, honestly just again with the the content. My goal was to put the video and the song out at the same time, but that didn't work out. So I always make mistakes, and I always learn little lessons here and there. So it's been a it's been a journey for me, definitely. Okay, Corey, John, what got what about you guys? What what lessons have you learned? I know my rollout was definitely um, something that I can learn from. Uh, I was, I'm a perfectionist, so I was so in a rush to kind of get it done. And once I came up with a date, I was like, yo, I got to push it. I got to push it. Uh, but my rollout wasn't really uh, thought out completely. Uh, I had some ideas, but then when those ideas didn't fall in place the way I would like them to, uh, wanted them to, um, I was just like, oh, well, we, we just going to do what we do. So um, I think the next go around, I'll definitely sit down and really plan it out, uh, regardless of how long that takes. Uh, I'll definitely be more patient in that process. Okay. Okay. And what about you, Corey? Yeah. I, I would, I would I honestly, both, uh, both uh, guys, I, I would say the same thing. I was, I was in a rush to get it out because I hadn't released any music in a while. And I had so much going on with like family members passing and just, uh, and I was, I was kind of dealing with grief at the same time. And it was just kind of like, okay, you can't just not release it. Go ahead and get it out. Um, and I ran into an issue with uh, distribution with me setting the date and them. I had to like contact their customer service because it wasn't released on that date. So I didn't pub it online or say anything uh, because I was waiting for it to drop on all the outlets that it, the distribution outlets. And so um, especially iTunes, because most people we know have iTunes um and they they you know fixed the issue or whatever it was but i i would say the, the exact same thing 
that uh, both of the fellas said. Yeah, because when you roll out songs, I think people just think like, okay, you put a song out and then you just release it. No, there's yeah. like different things <laughs> oh, you have to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. different things you have to do. And especially like you said, with distribution, because iTunes mm -hmm. normally kind of like can be one of the last ones to really right. put your stuff to out there. To upload your music. Yeah, yeah, to upload your music. Yeah. So it's a process. And then depending on because the couple of songs I've released, I've gone through CD Baby. And sometimes they get mm -hmm. behind. They have a lot of releases. So your yeah. stuff kind of like get pushed back on yeah. that stuff. So you can't yeah. say, oh, I'm going to release this in two weeks and you send it to them in two weeks. It may not be out oh, there. Exactly. So it may not be out there. Yeah. So you need to yeah. really plan for that, like mm -hmm. John said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let me ask you guys this here. So uh, did y'all already platinum? I wish. <laughs> ain't, ain't that how to help? You drop a tune and then your family supports you and they share it and your friends support you and they share it. it did, Man, did you say, guys they, experience that? They can only listen to it so many times in a day. <laughs> <laughs> so many times. So, okay, let's talk about that whole streaming thing because, see, like when oh. I first came out with, well, when I first started in music, we sold CDs. So it was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Like right now, so if you stream, you may have 10 tracks on your uh, project, but they only listening to one. Mm -hmm. So right. like back in the day when we sold CDs, regardless whether they listened to every track on that song, you got paid as a songwriter because wow. you had a song on there. Mm -hmm. It's not that way anymore. Mm -hmm. So with streams, how do you guys like feel about streams? Like and share like a little bit how long does it take to recoup the cost you paid to get it out there? <laughs> um, I think it's totally different with streaming. Um, it definitely opened up uh, the way we release music, uh, the way we feel about mm -hmm. art, uh, a, a complete body of work, um, and just catching the attention of the consumer at this point. Like, it's so much music out there, and it's so much music that's being put out there at one time. Uh, somebody will listen to your stuff and then they on to the next because it's so quick. It, right. It's moving. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have to just keep up with um, how can I pretty much put out a body of work if that's something that you're inter interested in or uh, a single and capture them and keep them where I want them. Right. Uh, so I don't I don't think it's nothing wrong with it, uh, but it's just about being creative and kind of how you release it and put it out there. Okay. I like streams. Um, I always encourage people, and I, I buy music. So if it's mm -hmm. especially with, um, I, people, I really support. Like, I'll go and purchase the music, and I'll also stream because I just understand how right. the algorithm works with streaming. Um, as far as for the to answer your question with recouping your expenses on streams, like you have to be like in the millions. <laughs> so that yeah, yeah. Because people don't understand, it's like point zero zero one. Yes, how much? Yes, yes. Not much per stream yes. you get. So, yeah. like to make a thousand dollars, you dab gun near got to have a hundred thousand streams yeah. to make a thousand dollars, and people don't get that. Yeah. So, is it is best mm -hmm. that you kind of like go old school with these songs and these singles go to Amazon or wherever iTunes can right. purchase it. Right. 
you know, that right, way the yeah. artists get more money from it. And they still don't even get a lot of money. I mean, people is 99 cent. Mm-hmm. iTunes is going to mm-hmm. get their money. Whoever you distributed to, they're going to get their money. So it's not like you are getting the full amount there. Right. Yeah. So yeah. with right. promoting, how do you guys go about with promoting your stuff? Because we have social media, but there are algorithms and everything there. So how do you guys go about promoting it? So there is social media and then there's also, um, which is the lesson I learned um, from the last project, because same thing y'all mentioned with, uh, I just ready to get one out. This one I've learned that investing in your work and your art is important. Like, because the way the algorithm is set up now, which is what as recent as of like this year, um, we didn't have to worry about the algorithm as much like anyone that followed you would see your stuff for the most part. But now the algorithm is right. set up to where people hardly see it. So you have to be willing to cough up some extra change and spend money on the promotion side. And a lot of times you spend more money promoting than you did creating the project. And so I tell my friends, like music is not cheap, especially as an independent artist when you don't have those machines that are standing behind you that kind of right. already like right. move for you you have to put the financial backing behind the promotion. So if that's, you know, creating ads um, on social media, mm-hmm. uh, going through a, like a radio promotion campaign, something, which those are not cheap. Those, those cost money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like you want to get your stuff out and be heard. And for someone to discover you, then you have to kind of put yourself out there financially also. Yeah, spend money to make money. And I mean, I think like this is one thing I got to give her her props for this here, like this latest CD Beyonce put out. She sold actual CDs to make some of that money because music is not doing the way that it used to do. You know, like back in the day, she would probably go a million in the first week. I think this last time she only went... 300,000 in her first week. Right. And this is Beyonce. So just imagine an independent right. artist that, you know, you out there, you struggling, you, you really trying to make it work. So people mm-hmm. support the, support the artists out there. And fellas, we have a question for you guys. It's going to show up on the screen here. So she asked, what are you all doing to bridge the gap with other brothers to encourage other brothers and build up our communities and inspire more brothers to work in the church with sisters. So y'all encouraging guys to go to church, Monty? Yeah. Well, I am. (laughs) (laughs) I am not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's it's beyond the church for me. Um, It's just about coming together as a community, period. It ain't got to be in church. Yeah. It can just be yeah. wherever you are. Just just yeah. work together as Absolutely. your you know brother and sister. So it's beyond the church for yeah. me. Exactly. Yeah. And ministry, like, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Corey. No, no, I was just saying. I agree. I, even even at work, um, it always it never fails that everybody ends up finding out that I I'm, I'm a church boy and I sing mm-hmm. and I'm I minister and all of that. I never say it to anybody that I work with uh, because I just I want them. To, I want to separate. The two and I would want them to find out organically like who I am, but it never feels they're like, hey, so and so saw you at and they one of the employees came to work with like a video of seeing me do worship and then they just went all around the job. But I mean, mm-hmm. 
with stuff like that, like I, I would rather be organically just working together, doing things in a community, uh, not always having to be in the actual church house, but you know, sometimes just being at a gathering and just having a conversation with people and just being down to earth, just being normal, being transparent, you know, I feel like that kind of draws people a little more than me handing you a track and inviting you to my church Flex. on Sunday. Flex. And I can't tell you how many times that even in my devil's music, as Patrick will say, um, so many so many people even during that setting will come up to me and tell me like, yo, there's an anointing on your voice. Like Absolutely. there's something about yeah. it. So that's why it transcends the the four walls of a church. Yeah. Definitely. Yes, sir. For me, um, yes, sir. ministry happens in, in several different ways. Yeah. So as an educator, even though I'm not directly, you know, ministering or preaching the gospel, there's there's mm -hmm. ministry that takes place as, as an educator, and I'm imparting, you know, wisdom and mentoring yeah. the youth that will lead yeah. tomorrow. So yeah. it it's a light that that we have within us, and I think that's what's happening. What's happening right now is a shift where, of course, you have yeah. the millennials who are not as active in church, right? Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, I don't, and I feel like there's a there's a clashing between the generations because you have the previous generation that feels, you know, there's there's still holding or clinging to the tradition where you have the, the the generations that are coming that are finding other ways to commune with one another and finding other ways to connect yeah. and to be fed spiritually that doesn't always have to take place in the church. Um, Absolutely. Because the church is a building mm -hmm. and it's the people right. within the church. We are the church. That, yeah. that mobilize it. And so if Absolutely. you can mobilize it outside of the four walls, just as uh, Maestro mentioned, it doesn't have to always take place within the building itself. Because a lot of times what yeah. happened, people weren't mobilizing it outside. It was just all about what was happening in the church and paying. Right. But nothing was happening outside the four walls. So Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think COVID in some regards was like a reset button for the church. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of them missed mm -hmm. that mark because mm -hmm. God kind of stopped us you know, in our tracks yeah. and gave us an opportunity to restructure, redesign yeah. our worship experience and yeah. come up with, stop doing things the way that we used to do it. But now mm -hmm. that COVID is over with, churches are now falling back into the same trap that they were in before yeah. COVID and people yeah. are not coming back now. Now people oh. are watching church online, they're paying churches. Yeah. Uh, in churches that they not even in the same city, but they would rather pay that because they see where their funds are going through right. outreach or even through the Sunday morning production mm -hmm. of worship. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. one church I was watching and um, I can't think of the guy's name. I think it's Tim, but Kim Burrell is on the praise team. And I was watching him oh, and Sam. her and these people, they were just like put a major production on right. in their yeah. Sunday morning it's worship. Dope. Right. Yeah. It, it's just unbelievable. But the church, they kind of missed the mark with COVID. That, mm -hmm. I, I believe that was just a reset button. Get your stuff together. Right. And a lot of them didn't get on board with it. So we got another question mm -hmm. for you guys. Where do you guys go for, I'm assuming they mean, where do you guys go for your inspiration? So how are you guys inspired so you can keep on inspiring the world? I'm inspired in many different ways. Um, as far as for music, um, to be honest, I really don't listen, even though I write 
um, spiritual and religious music. I don't listen to a lot of like gospel and Christian music. I listen to mostly R&B. Um, and so for me, I, I use that as inspiration to, um, which I know I'm not the first to do it. Like, you know, you have Kirk Franklin, Mary Mary. You have many artists who have created this contemporary sound of their own. And so I kind of just wanted to kind of carve out my little piece of like contemporary music that mirrors a lot of the music that the sound of music that I like to listen to, but just has a different message behind it. Um, so I get inspiration yeah. from listening to other artists. I get inspiration from um, several different genres of music. Um, sometimes I, as far as for writing, because I do enjoy writing, um, I, I look within a lot and I look at just, I try to really write and, and tell a story from just experiences that I've either, either had or things that I've seen and witnessed that I feel would be uh, impactful and probably a little different from what we may hear on a day-to-day -day basis. Okay. Yeah. John? Uh, I pretty much, um, what he said, pretty much just uh, more so life experiences is where I get my inspiration from, kind of dig deep. Uh, figure it out and kind of put it on paper. Um, I don't listen to a lot of music. Um, you know, I, I support those that, you know, I'm close to and I'll listen here and there. But as far as I, I just don't want to get it come come uh, like mixed up and confused with my sound. And, um, you know, so I, I kind of stay away from from that. Uh, but as far as inspiration, yeah, it's just my life experiences, man. And then different people around me uh that kind of pour into me as well so okay Corey. yeah i'm I'm like both uh both of the brothers i i do the same thing like i i people would think that i listen to gospel music praise and worship music every day all day i do not um but i there are all there are times that i listen i can listen to a common cd and then write a song mm. and be extremely inspired and just amped you know but i I, I don't know. I think I, I think it would be the same thing for me it would be life experiences through my own personal um, prayer time. And, and, and then sometimes I'm just walking through the house and songs come to me based off what I'm feeling or what I'm experiencing in that moment. And then I may go back and grab it later and finish writing it uh, when it comes back to me. Um, I kind of like hear music like I'm listening to it on the radio and if I like it, then you know how we will go back and repeat it or we'll go look for the artist. Or, you know, it's kind of like that with me. Um, but it, it really is kind of like a little bit of everything. Um, I have seasons where I listen to a lot of music. I have seasons where I'm like brother down here. I just kind of ride in the car and just got to have quiet, you know, and, and it is that way. But I do listen to other artists and I'm also going to purchase you all's projects. Thanks. So y'all said y'all don't listen. Y'all don't listen to a whole lot of gospel, but like, but no, I, it's it's from everywhere, you know. Yeah. For me. Okay. Nice, theater, nice. So, all of it. So let me ask you guys this here. So all of you guys are pretty young, and I know John. Even though you sing secular music, you do come up, you know, in a Christian home and everything. So do you guys feel an extra level of responsibility? You know, like when it comes to, and I'm just going to go to God, when it comes to representing God, do you like feel a, you know, an extra level of pressure being a young adult? Do you believe like, well, I can't do this or I can't do that because I'm a Christian singer or I'm a preacher's kid. Do you guys feel any pressure with that? Or do y'all just like, 
act like the millennials. Hey, I'm just going to go do it. <laughs> you deal with it. <laughs> well, y'all kind of like all millennials a little bit. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> a little. Oh, um, for me. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, bro. I was going to put y'all in a class and show <laughs> For me, um, <laughs> it was some pressure there. Uh, you know, just being a pastor's kid, I've always Absolutely. had that pressure on me anyway. Uh, so that's something that I've always carried on my back. Uh, but when it came to uh, when it came to music uh, and putting music out and then just just performing on the stages that I do perform on, um, it was a little pressure at first. Uh, I'm not even gonna lie. I was just like, man, how are they looking at me? Uh, how they, you know, what are they gonna receive? Uh, especially knowing me from the church scene and then now on this scene, like, you know, how am I being perceived? Mm-hmm. Like, are they going to look at me and be like, oh, man, like, is that going to drive them away from church or bring them to like, it, it was a lot, man. It was a lot. But um, I really, uh, as I was saying earlier in the show, like once I once my parents kind of gave me that OK uh, to kind of do, you know, live my dream, yeah. uh, God put it in me anyway. Um, and that's how I feel about it. Uh, so after that, it was more so of, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can't save the world. Yeah. Uh, those you can reach that they, they're going to gravitate to you. Uh, there's always somebody else that they can actually go to, uh, for what they need. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to fit everybody's need. Uh, but after yeah. that, it became easier. It, it definitely became easier. Okay. Corey. Yeah. Um, for me, it used to be, and I, when I say that, I, cause I like my album is, is more of a, like more inspirational slash worship is in, on there too. But I, it was difficult for me to actually just do that because I felt like everyone was going to be like, Oh my God, what is he doing? Where is he going? You know, all of that. But I'm like, I, I'm like him. I feel like you're, you're just telling stories. You're just having conversations. And um, it, I think being more concerned about what people will think other than expressing yourself in the way that God created you to do. So that, that would be more my concern now. Like, would God be pleased with what I'm doing? Um, is this, you know, is this my sound or am I skilling somebody else's sound? Like we were talking earlier, um, it's just being true to what you've been created to do. Um, and that will reach people. Like he said, he sings in, in spaces and uh, stages that you wouldn't expect somebody to come up to you and say, hey, I was really touched by what you, and then they want to know Jesus and he's singing about love. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it is possible. So I, I just, I used to be, um, but within the last few years, I'm kind of like, you got to let that go. And in whatever capacity God desires to use you in, you just have to be, open and, and ready to do that and express yourself in that in that way yeah remain yeah. true and unapologetic absolutely who you are i mean that's absolutely. one thing to. especially in church Period. you have to be when you feel convicted and you feel as though god has called you to do things you cannot mm-hmm. apologize absolutely if people do not absolutely. agree with it it's not for them to get yeah. it it's for you to do it and monty we yeah. back on on you yeah, for me, um, initially it was the same way, like, like just as others who stated, where I felt like, oh, even as a worship leader, you know, there were mm-hmm. um, boundaries that the church would put on me. I remember this uh, right. one church I was a worship pastor at, They um, one of the members saw me um, out having a glass of wine and she came back and she told the pastor. And um, 
it became this real big to do. And so they even kind of boxed me. And so it just got to a point, just to make a long story short, it got to a place where I wasn't being authentic and true to myself, trying to portray this image of what I thought other people wanted to see or what they expected of me as an artist, as a worship leader. And so I had to kind of come to grasp with myself and just kind of say like, okay, what is true and authentic and real to me? And just as they mentioned, you know, there are other people who have those exact same experiences. And so if I can be an artist that can can captivate that and write that and 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 be that, um, I guess, the image of that that Christian that still wants to kind of like live life and turn up a little bit, then I'll be I'll be that person. So that's, no. <laughs> not turn up a little bit. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's funny because I, I remember I was um, ministering music at a church when I was like 28, 30, you know, around that age bracket. And that was like one of the most miserable times of my life when I look back on it, because I definitely felt that pressure. You know, you're young and you see everybody else doing different things. Uh-huh. And, you know, the church is telling you everything is wrong. I mean, everything right. is wrong right. you miss the secular music that ain't what god wants right. you to do you know you do all of these things mm-hmm. and you feel such a level of pressure from people that in most cases they are not even doing what they supposed to do but they put right. all of this pressure on you to be perfect and yeah. and and it just it just make you so uncomfortable you know in your mm-hmm. role so yeah i mean you just have to get to a place where you you know what God has told you to do. You know who God has created you to be. And you be unapologetic for it. Because Absolutely. half the saints in the church, they ain't got their stuff together. So, mm-hmm. hey, y'all, we got some songs for y'all to sing tonight. <laughs> yeah, some of these I think y'all may not know. Let's see. So the first song, we're just going to let y'all decide if y'all want whoever want to take it. But somebody need to take it, okay? First song is Jesus is Love by the Commodores. Y'all know that? Father, help your children. Y'all know that? I know that Jesus is love. That's all I know. Yeah. Corey, you don't know this one? I hate it. You know it? <laughs> nah, he oh, said he hated it. <laughs> but do you know it, Corey? Do you know it? Just I, don't. A I bit. used to get mad every time somebody sang it when I was a little kid. I used to like, okay. So, like, but okay. no, I do know. I know just as much as he knows. Okay, so there y'all go. So, no Commodores, nobody before 1989. <laughs> so, we're going to go to Ernest Pugh. Y'all all know Ernest Pugh. And they are asking for perfect peace. You know, God will keep you in perfect. And I know Corey know that one for sure. <laughs> Another background. Oh, Lord. Come on, Corey. Sing a little bit for us. I've never led it, though. God will keep you in perfect peace. That's all you get. Come on. Keep your mind stayed. I don't know the rest of it. Okay. (laughs) You don't know the rest of it. So y'all need to give us some songs that they know. Okay. So we got one more. They, uh, we got some more. So okay. they, uh, have beautiful by music soul child. 
How beautiful. And, so beautiful. And Miracle suggested that one, uh, <laughs> John. So she must know you know so that one, but because she suggested yeah. that. But the rest of you and I. Okay, so go ahead. Who's going to bust it up? Hey. Come on, Monty. Go ahead and break it on now, man. Put the words on Baby, my lover, my lady. Mm -hmm. Tell me, yeah, it way. does it just feel so nice? I don't know the words. <laughs> I don't want to waste your time, girl. If I had to choose, I know I'm gonna always choose to be with you because, girl, don't you know? Yeah, something like that. Okay, okay. So uh, they said anything. So y'all can pick this, and we're gonna let all three of y'all anything by Luther Vandross. So any song by Luther, what y'all got? Come on, Munchie, we'll start with you. Uh, Luther. Um, y'all don't know Luther oh either. There is still a chance, even if there's no one sitting there. I don't know the words. But a chair is not a house. And the house is not a home when I climb the stairs and turn the key. Oh, please be there saying that you're still in love with me. I wasn't prepared to sing tonight. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, so, Corey, what you good, got about Luther? Listen, I'm. Oh, you can do Luther Barnes, you know Luther Barnes songs. No, uh-uh, I don't. <laughs> I, I was looking, look, go to go to my other brother. I was cheating, looking up songs on Google. Right? Look, I was just about to do the same thing because I really don't. Man, know I'm like, like that either. I love his voice. And I, of course, I heard him growing up all the time, but I I never actually learned. It. Okay, so yeah. they have a song out there, Superstar. Y'all know Superstar? Superstar. Or if only for one night. That's one. Oh my love. Is that superstar? That's not superstar. Is that superstar? That's uh that's not superstar, is it? No, that's not. What's superstar? Okay, so I'ma pick some songs. That's not to love, I think. That and I know y'all know some of these songs. So oh, so we have one Charlene by Anthony Hamilton. Y'all know that one? What about any tunes from PJ Morton? Y'all know anything from PJ? Y'all only know y'all own music? Um, um, what's that PJ song that I like? Um, okay, so they just man, said I, this little light. Oh, of mine. wow. <laughs> this little light of mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess I'm gonna give y'all the most simple song. Okay, so what we gonna do is I know y'all know this song. Y'all know Lamar Campbell's more than anything, right? Everybody know that one? Yeah. Okay, so let's 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 just do the vamp. We'll start with Monty, then Corey, and then John. Y'all just can do that. I love you, Jesus part. Let's go. Right, okay. That. That's I love you, Jesus, and I worship and adore you. Same. Just want to tell you, 
Lord, I love you more than anything. Yes, sir. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you that I love you more than anything. I love you, Jesus. Oh, I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you that I love you more than anything. I'm a little raspy tonight. And let's try it all together. So, Monty, you take the high, Corey, you take the middle, and John, you take the bottom. So, here we go. Five, six, seven. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you. Just want to tell you. That is what I, I don't know how long we were on, but I bet today, like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh uh-uh, uh. No. Hey, we can't control Wi Fi connections, but that sounds like amazing. So, okay, well, we can't let y'all go just yet. So, we got to get some more singing here because that was like really, really good. So, um, y'all know any tank songs? Tank. Tank. Uh, I, I don't want to sing his songs on here, so. Uh... <laughs> oh, you don't want to sing his songs on here? <laughs> Y'all talking about the devil music and stuff, you know, nah. Um, hey, we have one of Tank's number one fans watching here, so you uh, just. Yeah. yeah, she's like one of his number one. Every concert he goes to, she's at it. Wow. Okay, I so I let's one. see, what, what else is out that's fresh right now that's hot? I, I was going to do a Tank song. Go okay, we come on with it, bro. Go ahead. Yeah. Turn down the lights. Turn down the bed. <laughs> Turn down these voices inside of my head. Lay here with me and tell me no lies. Just let me close Don't patronize. Don't patronize. Oh, because I can't make you love me if you don't. You can't make your heart feel something it wants. Here in the dark, in these final hours, I will lay down my heart and feel the power if you want. No, you won't. Cause I can make you love me. Yes, sir. 
Yeah. I no lie, guys. I just heard that song for like the first time like two weeks ago. What? And I really? instantly became a tank fan. Yes, that sir. dude kills yeah, that yes, song. Yes, it's sir. just like amazing. Okay, yeah, so he's really good. John, do love by Music Soul Child. I think that was the name of the song. Love. Like okay. this... <clears throat> love. There's so many things I've got to tell you. But I'm afraid I don't know how Cause there's a possibility That you look at me differently, love Ever since the first moment I spoke your name On and on I knew That by you being in my life Things weren't destined to change cause love there's so mm. many people use your name in vain love those who have faith in you sometimes go astray love through all the ups and downs that joy and hurt, love. For better or worse, I still will choose you first. My throat all giant stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, but y'all. Oh my God. Okay. So, Cora, I got one for you. So, this is going to, your church members are not going to put you out. This is a Christian song. Oh, Jonathan McReynolds. Oh, okay. Make room. I know it too. Oh Lord. I've sung it. I just can't remember. Um mm, I oh, find Lord. pleasure. I find pleasure. I can't remember the melody. Oh Lord. Um, what is the chorus? Uh, I'm not a singer, so I'm not gonna do that to the list. Uh <laughs> oh, they said, Don't mess this up, Corey. They got the pressure on you, oh, man. Yeah, because that's that's oh, Lord, I can't, I can't think of the court. That's what I was gonna say. Y'all didn't yeah, know you I were can't. getting a concert tonight. They said, Y'all didn't know you were giving a concert tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay, so what what's the song Corey can do, guys? Well, what's a Jonathan um, McReynolds song you can sing off the top? Oh, I got one. You know, for black you. or white. Uh-uh. What was the last one? I'm singing that with her. Okay, uh-huh. what about Jara by uh, uh, Maverick City? Yeah, of course. Yeah, let's go yeah. for that. J- Jaira, you are enough. Jaira, you are enough. So I will be content in every circumstance. Jaira, you are enough. Yeah. Come on, Ron. So, 
John, do you know Make Room? They want to hear Make Room. They got on it. Somebody don't I put cannot. the lyrics up here. I, like, make room. I can't. I just cannot think of how the chorus of the vamp goes. Oh my God. You can move on over. Yeah. You can yeah. Move. <laughs> Is that. <laughs> That's the I will make I room. That's the I will make yeah. room. Well, you know uh, black or white, yeah. John. Gotta be white or black. Uh, I really don't know the lyrics. I just know the melody. <laughs> they killing us on these comments, y'all. They said, oh my God. God. That karaoke. <laughs> okay so and we'll close out on this here so we'll let you guys go around the table on this one here so when you are in a low moment what is a song you tend to gravitate to that encourages you that you know what what's a song that normally when you're in one of your low moments what is a song that you normally gravitate to Mm. Oh, I mean, y'all are millennials. Y'all don't have bad times. Um, just everything is good. No, it not necessarily. Not. It just depends because it, it can be so many different songs different that you can kind of grab. Yeah. So whenever um, I'm having a, when I'm in my feelings, I listen to Adele Twenty Five. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear a song. Wow. Oh no, I, I don't I don't sing it down. Okay. I know uh one song yeah. that I kinda that I kinda pull from is um Holy Ghost fall down on me. Let your spirit fall down on me. Holy Ghost fall down on me. Let your spirit yeah. fall down on me. Yeah, that's something I go to all the time. Okay, Corey, what do what do you go to? Um, I need the oh, I need the every hour. I need the oh, bless me now, my savior. I come to thee. Sing. Monty. <laughs> Great is thy faithfulness. Yeah. Oh, God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee thou changest not thy compassions they fail not as thou hast been thou forever will be Wow. Come on with the chorus. You can't stop there. Great is thy faithfulness. Yeah. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, the mercies I see. 
All I have needed, thy hand has provided. So great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. I'm sitting on my breath. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Fellas, this has been amazing having you guys here. This has been, I mean, just amazing. So, but before we go, Monty, tell us where they can follow you. Where can they get your music, man? How can they stay connected with you? Um, you can follow me on all social media platforms at Monty.Everyday. So that's Instagram, TikTok. Um, yeah, everywhere. Uh, Twitter is Monty.Everyday. That's where I'm at. Okay, and what about your podcast? Oh, so I have a vlog. It's called Can We Talk About It on my YouTube channel. Um, I haven't been posting on there as regularly as I should, um, but definitely go to my YouTube channel because that's where my music videos are. And um, so that's just Monty Henderson on YouTube. Subscribe, check out the video it just released last Wednesday. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. And John, where can we find you other than Instagram? So all social media platforms at John underscore Maestro. Uh, you can also go to my website at johnmaestro.com. Uh, keep up with my latest things that, you know, dates, whatever I got going on, it'll be posted there. Uh, but yeah, John underscore Maestro on everything. Nice, nice, nice. And Corey. Uh, at Corey Barrett Sings on Instagram and on Facebook, uh, St. Corey Barrett. And I'm on all digital outlets as well. Okay. And when you guys are saying all digital, that mean Apple, Amazon, mean Apple, Spotify. Amazon, Spotify, yeah, Shazam, everything. Yeah. And people, if you haven't learned anything tonight, please, and this is for any independent audience, it is great for you to stream their song. It's great. But it takes a lot of stream for these people to recoup their money. So go to these platforms and download their songs. Buy them. Please. Don't just stream it, buy it. And then not only do you buy it, please tell someone else about it and just pay it forward because what you do for them, you are doing for yourself. So when you support somebody else and you pour into somebody else, you are pouring back into yourself because everything we do, it comes back to us. Good, bad, the ugly, yeah. beautiful, everything. So support these guys, sign up. I mean, subscribe to the Dope Ass Dude podcast. We are on YouTube, we are on TikTok, and we are on Instagram. So sign up to that. New episodes every Monday, and we definitely going to get these guys back, and we're going to have choir practice before we get these guys back. <laughs> Listen, so, they yeah. learn some Luther songs that y'all want them to have, and some Benny Hinn and some ZZ. Benny Hinn. <laughs> All mm. of this stuff, because it seems like they didn't know none of this stuff. So let me make sure we didn't have any questions come in. Uh, what they say? Y'all make sure to go check out. Okay, that was that. And then, okay, so they sang y'all song. Very, very good. So, fellas, thank y'all for being here on the show tonight. I am so appreciative of you guys. And that's a wrap. Y'all have a great night. Thank you. Right, thank you, man. Thank you, bro. Yes, sir. Nice meeting y'all. Likewise. Me likewise. too. <laughs> All right, y'all.